Good day, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode is, do you need cardio for fat loss? This is a topic I'm sure you've all asked. You know, I asked myself this back in the day many times over, especially when I was starting out kind of in the bodybuilding industry, fitness industry. You always looked at cardio as being an not even an essential tool, it was an absolute must. So lately, there's a lot of kind of information around cardio and muscle building and fat loss and is it needed? Do you have to use it to get really lean? So I wanted to kind of cover some of the points with it. But before we do that, guys, if you can please help me out and if, well, I know thousands and thousands of you each week listen to the podcast i think almost like ten thousand or something of you listen to the podcast each week um please do me a favor and click five stars on the ratings for the podcast it actually really helps me um, get the podcast out there so if you do enjoy it please just it takes like 0.001 seconds Press five stars, leave a positive review if you could, please. And as well, make sure if you find an episode you enjoy, please share to your audience on social media, Instagram, et cetera, and you know, tell your friends about it because, again, it all helps. And the more people I can help, then the more you all tell your audience about it, the more it just helps, I think, everyone. So that whole goodwill kind of just compounds um, to, to a lot of people. So with that, guys, this week, I think for me, this kind of came up, this topic a lot. There's been a lot of information around cardio and people talking about cardio and doing builds and the whole the whole original concept was if you did cardio, do it when you're doing fat loss. Don't do cardio when you're in a surplus trying to build. And for the most part, this is pretty sound advice if you're looking at cardio from a standpoint of energy expenditure for fat loss. And then obviously when you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to actually be in an energy surplus or a calorie surplus to put on muscle mass. But I guess before getting into kind of the looking at the building or cutting standpoint, I want to just kind of pull things back and look at fat loss. And this is something once you understand the principle of fat loss, and I know a lot of you will be like, oh, I've heard this before and stuff like this, but trust me, I see personal trainers even ask me this over and over again. So I want to just really, really get everyone to understand this topic, okay? So energy balance. Energy balance is basically your calories in versus calories out, that balance, that equation. If we have a neutral energy balance, keyword a neutral that means we're not losing weight. We're not putting on weight. We're basically at our maintenance. So the calories in is supporting the calories out. We're not in a deficit. We're not in a surplus. We're just going to be maintaining our weight. So with that, if you want to lose body weight, we go over and over again about, well, then we need a calorie deficit to lose body weight. If we lose body fat, we need to reduce our calories. So we're now creating a negative energy balance, not a neutral, but a negative energy balance. So a negative energy balance is a calorie deficit. 
And I'm sure you guys have heard this over and over and over again, but it's really important to think about this. And once you kind of understand this, it kind of simplifies things. Let's say your 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 TDE is 2,000 calories, just an example. TDE is made up of not just how much it costs to kind of keep you alive, which is like your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. TDE is also influenced by your activity level, your physical activity level, your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and also the um, thermic effect of food. So basically the cost of digesting your foods. So when you eat food, it actually costs your body calories. It it's an energy costly process to actually consume food and then break it down. So with that, where am I going with all this? This is where again with podcasts. Often when I do a podcast, I'm like, I wish I had a whiteboard because when I used to teach, I used to lecture around the world. And a lot of you don't realize this. I used to lecture around the world to trainers, and I I used to love my whiteboard. That visual representation always helped things a lot. But let's say when you start dieting, you're doing naturally about seven, 8,000 steps a day, all right? You're training four or five days a week. You work out your TDE off the, the activity level and that training amount, and your TDE comes out to 2,000 calories. So that's where you should be maintaining your weight. So you do a 500-calorie deficit, which is 1,500 calories. And you create that 500-calorie deficit from eating less. Now, what happens is, will you lose weight if you don't make any changes other than just doing your your new calories instead of, all right, do I need to train more? Do I need to train, um, do more cardio? Do I, or do I need to do cardio? Do I need to just train the same amount? The important thing to understand is that when you're setting your calories initially, you're setting them off your current TDE. So if you're not moving, if if you're not doing two cardio sessions a week, if you're not doing crazy high steps, you should be setting it off your current levels. So if your current levels are 2000 TDE and you create that 500 calorie deficit, you can create that deficit obviously just by reducing food. Now, this is where cardio comes into play. Do you need to lose body? If you need to lose body fat, we know, as I just said, we reduce calories. But let's say... You, you diet for six weeks on 1,500 calories and you lose three, four kilos, fantastic. But then things start to slow down. You lose, you lose some weight. So when you weigh less, remember, your metabolic rate is linked to your body weight. So your metabolic rate is linked to your total body mass. So the more you weigh, the more calories you should expend. So if you lose five kilos, you weigh less. So therefore you expend a little bit less calories. So that's why fat loss often slows down. And then the more weight you lose, naturally your body will start expending less calories because your NEAT levels, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis will lower. So your body purposely is reducing calorie expenditure because it doesn't actually want you to be losing much weight. It fights you. So that's why things slow down. So let's say now at 1,500 calories where you lost four kilos, Now at 1,500 calories, you're not really losing at the rate you wanted. This doesn't mean your calorie deficit is broken. It just means you need to continue to create a larger calorie deficit to keep getting response. So basically, let's say your 2,000 calorie calorie TDE, your 2,000 calorie maintenance, 
has now due to your weight loss and has now due to your movement decreasing, your NEAT has lowered. So maybe you're, it's around 1750, 1800 calories now. So now that 500 calorie deficit is no longer 500 calories because of those various factors, which has lowered your metabolic rate. With saying that, then this is where people freak out. What do you do? You then just continually to create a calorie deficit. You just need to then decrease calories. So you can do this a number of ways. You can then, let's say, if you're not losing at 1,500 calories, we can take off 150 calories each day. And we can do that by decreasing calories eaten. So all of a sudden, you go from eating 1,500 to 1,350 calories. Then boom, guess what? You start losing body fat again. But another thing you can do, though, this is where then cardio can become a tool. The keyword is a tool, like a, a hammer, a tool. Instead of dropping your calories consumed, this is where you can look at manipulating the various factors of energy balance. So remember, energy balance is calories in versus calories out. You can eat less calories to continually to create a larger calorie deficit. Or on the flip side, if you don't want to eat less than the 1500, you can then start to introduce cardio. You can then start to introduce steps. There's nothing magical about cardio where it somehow burns body fat in any crazy way. What makes cardio effective in fat loss phases is then obviously doing cardio will cost you calories. It's energy expensive. So you doing cardio a few times a week then means your calories expended increases. And that's a part of the energy energy balance equation. So just think of it like this. You could consume 100 calories less each day and create, say, another 700 calories of a deficit. Or if you didn't want to consume less calories from um, the 1500 mark, you could go, all right, I'm going to focus on trying to get another 700, 800 calories burnt a week through cardio. So let's say we want 900 calories to keep it simple. You're going to do three sessions a week of um, cardio and try to generate about 300 calories expended. So now instead of decreasing calories further, you have instead decided to increase cardio. By doing cardio, you've now increased energy expenditure, which has then allowed you to continually to create a calorie deficit. The difference is you haven't eaten less calories from where you have been, but you've now increased your calories expended to help drive you back into that deficit to lose weight. So now let's say you did three cardio sessions and you've stayed at 1500 calories and you lose another two, three kilos after another month and then it plateaus again. This is where you could then go, all right, do I want to add more cardio in or do I want to decrease the calories consumed? So this is where I would personally always try to focus on decreasing calories consumed. But again, you could then say, you know what, I'm going to do another three sessions of cardio. I'm going to do six cardio sessions a week. And then you generate another seven, eight, nine hundred 900 calories expended a week, which then continues continues driving you into a larger energy deficit to continue fat loss in your cut. Now, let's say though, let's say you 
we go back to the person who lost was losing weight and they lost about four kilos. And when they got to 1,500 calories, they stopped losing it. So when they started on 1,500 calories, they lost a few kilos and then it slowed down. The person, first person I spoke about to continually losing weight, they increased their calorie expenditure by doing more cardio, which then helped them lose more weight. It wasn't that the cardio is the magic thing. It's just they increase the calorie expenditure. But on the flip side, if you don't want to do cardio, what could you do then? You simply decrease your calories in. So you might not do cardio. Instead of going from 1,500 calories and no cardio to then 1,500 calories and three cardio sessions a week, you, you could then go, all right, I'm going to do f- I'm not going to do any cardio, but instead I'm going to take my calories down to 1,350. I'm going to reduce them 150 calories a day seven days a week, which then gives you that same increased calorie expenditure. Sorry, it gives you that same energy deficit. It's just that instead of burning more calories, you're consuming less calories. So remember, we go back to that energy balance equation, calories in versus calories out. You can eat less or you can move more to generate more calorie expenditure. So this is where it's important to understand you don't have to do cardio if you hate it. If you're in a fat loss phase, your job or your goal is to create an energy deficit. If you don't want to do cardio or if you don't want to move as much, that's fine. But it's going to mean that you're going to probably have to eat less calories versus someone who's going to be doing more cardio and more movement because that same person is going to be expending more calories. So no, you do not have to do cardio in a fat loss phase, but for a lot of people, they don't want to do cardio. That means then in order to continually get leaner and leaner and leaner, you're going to much more likely, or you'll have to prioritize reducing calories in, reducing calories in. So this is why some people can get really lean without cardio. Then this is also why some people like cardio and do cardio as a tool to get lean. With saying that though, when trying to get superhuman kind of lean, like we're talking like comp prep kind of lean, sometimes you're going to need to do both, both reduce calories and increase calorie expenditure. What what I like to educate in my Programs, let's say we're talking about Bikini Boy, Male Method, Challenge, is I generally break down different scenarios and I show you that there's different options. So, for example, in the challenge, I have options of no cardio. I have challenge options of high cardio. I have options of moderate cardio. And all of them then will then relate back to your energy requirements. So people are moving less will then have to go a slightly lower calorie intake. People who are moving more will then have to not probably go as low calorie intake. But when you're training comp prep competitors, something I do, and without kind of giving away all my secrets and all my methods, something I like to do a lot of the time is I do try to generate fat loss initially in a cut for like a comp prep competitor with no cardio. 
So something I really like to do is potentially try to lose some weight, a good solo bit of fat in the first four, eight weeks of no cardio. Then I have options. Then I can increase um, cardio or increase steps and increase calorie expenditure, or I can decrease calories and have them decreasing calories. What I generally like to do is one or the other, because if I'm trying to get someone from say point A to point B and they need to lose 15 kilos and get superhuman lean, I like to not play all my cards at once. I like to have different options I can use each each time there's a little bit of plateau. So what I don't want to do is start at six days a week cardio and 1200 calories. Ideally, I start having them lose on as many calories as possible with as little expenditure through steps and cardio as possible. So that when they start losing weight, it's just through the calorie deficit from the nutrition. And then when they inevitably plateau a little bit, I can make changes. I can increase cardio. I can just take calories away or simultaneously do both. I tend to try and favor one or the other for the first few changes. And then again, inevitably late on into a cut, into a prep, you're probably going to need to do a little bit of cardio, even when you're reducing calories. And the reason is, is that when you're trying to get super, super lean, you can only go so low calories that it then becomes obviously just really hard to fuel quality training and even just for your basic health, your brain function, your libido, your um, just just to, just everything from a health standpoint. So this is why, again, I never go generally crazy low calories like you might hear with some comp preps. You know, I've seen people do, you know, seven 800 cal- calories and stuff. I think the lowest I've ever had a client is about 1,100 or something like that for a prep. And this was like a week or two out from their comp. Um, but once you kind of get to those low points and they're not really losing, that's where obviously then you'll look at increasing cardio to give them a bit more of a um, calorie expenditure to help continue to create that energy deficit. So I hope that kind of kind of makes sense. Like it's quite hard in a podcast to put it across and get people to see it. It's always easy with a whiteboard, but I wanted to just show you that when you kind of think of everything, it's just a tool. So we know that we need a calorie deficit to lose weight, but a calorie deficit doesn't always mean less calories consumed. It can also mean more calories expended through your cardio, through your steps, things like that. And another podcast, we can look at the pros of cardio. We can look at the cons of cardio. We can look at um, the pros and cons of each pushing cardio or not pushing cardio um, in a prep. Because for some people, there it's a it's they'll feel better on cardio. For some other people, they won't feel so good on cardio. And it's it's quite an interesting thing. And this is why, again, with my clients, when I can, when I prep them for a stage or a private client to get them really lean, everyone's really different. Like it's I was interesting interestingly looking at some of my previous clients, their final weeks before prep. And I noticed even some of my clients who all won their shows had really different calories, really different training volumes, really different steps and stuff like that. And this is the key to really getting great results is personalizing things because everyone's different. And that's why I think my challenges and my programs are really cool because I always give people the education and many options to have them be able to achieve the goal. You don't have to do 
the exact same fixed process from calories and nutrition on sorry calories and cardio to get the same end result which is an epic res, um, transformation etc so in summary guys cardio is a tool it's not essential for fat loss but doesn't mean it's not useful because it can help you increase calorie expenditure to help push you into a larger energy deficit. But you can do all the cardio you want. If you're not actually in a calorie deficit, you'll not lose body fat, which is why you always want to go with the lowest hanging fruit. Can you lose body fat without training, without moving? Yes, you can lose body fat with doing no training and no moving just by eating less and creating calorie deficit. So that's why, obviously, you want to focus on nutrition first and foremost. But cardio can be a great tool to help you continue to break through plateaus in fat loss and continue continually allow you to um, create that calorie deficit while potentially not reducing calories in as much because you're combating it with increasing your calorie expenditure. So I hope that gives you a bit of clarity and I hope you understand that it is a tool and another podcast will jump into the pros and cons of cardio for fat loss because I think that will be really, really useful for a lot of you so you understand, hey, I can do cardio if I want to or I don't need to do it and look at the the positives and negatives. But guys, I hope this was helpful. As I said, please leave a five-star rating and a nice review. If you do enjoy my podcast, it really does help and share with your family, friends, and most of all your social media audience, if you find it useful. And as always, guys, if you want to really learn my learn my methods in detail, there's no better place than going to coachmarkcarroll.com and investing into these programs. I've had, you know, over a hundred thousand, almost a hundred, over 130,000 programs sold now in the last three years, which is absurdly insane. So it's just something that I know that a lot of you should get off the fence and invest in because they are life-changing and there's a reason why so many people start with my programs and keep coming back. So I hope you find these podcasts helpful, getting a short, small taste of my knowledge, but there's nothing better than, than applying that knowledge and that's what the methods and the programs all about. So thank you guys. And as always, I appreciate the listens. It means a lot. See ya.